Okay. Well, welcome uh, to the Lead in Davis Put a Lid on It <laughs> podcast. And we'll see if we can put a lid on it today. Um, my, our guests today are Tim Allen and Amy Brown from Farmington Junior High School, both assistant principals. Um, tremendous leaders. We're grateful that you're here with us today. And uh, let's have a conversation let's about, do it. About, about a few things. Okay. So we have what's called the Lead in Davis questionnaire. And the idea is this has been scientifically formulated to get at who you really are. Perfect. It's, it's I like that we're just diving in. We're getting wait. deep, like right off the bat. Okay. okay. We're going to learn about it. So first question, and I, I need responses to be like one word or one sentence or less. Okay. Got it. So we'll start with you, Amy. Okay. If you had to choose one song that would play every time you walked into a room for the rest of your life, what would it be? Pocket Full of Sunshine. Pocket Full of Sunshine. Wild Thing. Wild Thing. Oh, yeah. Number two. We'll start with you, Tim. Okay. What was your favorite Christmas or birthday gift as a child? Laser tag. Oh, my gosh. Oh, laser tag. Old school laser tag. Not even close. Whoa. Okay. Oh, All right, Amy. Eight-year-old birthday. I got a red fishing pole, and I still use it to this day. It's, it's amazing. Amy. If you could have dinner with anyone from any time in history who is not a relative or a religious figure, who would it be? Um, Eleanor Roosevelt. Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, quality. Oh, my gosh. That's Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, my gosh. Um, this is embarrassing. It's important you get this right because we're judging. <laughs> John Stockton. I have, John a, Stockton. I have a million follow-up questions. <laughs> hey, so. i got to talk to you, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway. You were the only hope I ever had of being in the NBA. Okay. Um, uh, th- this one's quick. Uh, Tim? Yeah. Hamburgers or pizza? Hamburgers. Amy? Hamburgers. Hamburgers. Excellent. Okay. Amy. Yes. What advice would you give to your 12-year-old self? Ooh, um, be authentic. Be authentic. Excellent. Tim, what advice would you give to your 16-year-old self? Um, experience everything. Don't limit yourself on your experiences. Try everything that you possibly can. Okay. Tim, if you weren't an educator, what would you be? I would hopefully have a career in physical therapy, working with like sports related injuries, things like that. That's always fascinated me. Amy? Um, I remember in my junior high CCR, I told them I was going to be in the WNBA. Mm, sweet. So, so maybe you should talk was, to John Stockton. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I'd love to join you guys. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Amy, your house is on fire. Everyone is safe. You have the opportunity to save one item. What would it be? I don't know that I would care to grab anything. As long as the humans were safe, I can replace everything else. Okay. <sighs> how do you? How do I answer that now? Save? I, I know. Okay. I don't know. Okay, Mr. Materialism. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sheesh. A computer, because I know we have a bunch of old photos stored on that. Oh, yeah. Just the memories. Like you said, things we can replace, but the old photos. Amy's roasting marshmallows on her Jeez, old photos, Louise. right? For <laughs> sure, yeah. Okay. Love, All right. love a good s'more. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Tim. Yes. If you could travel travel back in time to one day in your life, would you go back to relive a great day or to fix a bad day? Relive a great day for sure. I'm not big on regrets. I think we learn from our mistakes, but some of those those highs were pretty high. I'd love to see that again. So Okay. Excellent. Amy? I'd love to relive a great day as well. I think the the days that I've really messed up have made me who I am and I wouldn't change anything. Excellent. Excellent. Now, now we're getting into, now we're getting into the nitty gritty of what we're here to, to do today. Amy, yes. 
what would you change about public education? That's that's, that's a, a hard uh, one. I it feels like a big jump. Yeah. We went for pizza. <laughs> Whoa! <and hamburgers. laughs> Thank you, Tim. Um, are, are you questioning the validity? No, not at all. <laughs> Seems like you got it all figured out. It's fine. Um, I think I would start um, with kids. You know, um, doing everything every day to make sure that every kid is okay, that they're supported, um, that they're learning, and I. If I really had to pinpoint on one thing, I think I would choose class sizes first. Excellent. And you do. You have to pinpoint on one thing. Okay. So that's yes. excellent. Um, I come from, there's many educators in my family, and I think um, it always comes back to taking care of teachers. So I think we have focus on that specifically. I'm, we can go right to pay, right? How are we going to attract great, talented people? How are we going to keep them in their position? So I think that would be the, the start of of some real positive change there. Excellent. Pay him like you paid John Stockton. There it is. Okay. Yep. Tim. Yep. What would you change about yourself? Oh my goodness gracious. Um, just one thing. <laughs> <laughs> what would your wife change? Oh my God. Oh man. <laughs> would you How long? Yeah. 40 minutes. Um, something I'd change about myself is probably, um, worry less. I tend to worry about things a lot, both professionally and personally and things that I have no control over. And so I'd love to be able to let that go and focus on things I can control. That's always been something I'd I'd love to change. Me, my turn. Yeah. (laughs) I think I would actually hate to to do this, but I think I would mirror Tim. Um, I am anxious sometimes and I'd love to let go of that more. And I'm working hard on that. Yeah, it's a process, man. It is. Jeez. Uh, it, anxiousness has been called the pandemic of our time, the true pandemic, right? Oh, cool. And this yeah. three-year pandemic is only yeah, it, yeah it makes our pandemic way worse. All of it. <laughs> it hasn't helped. Okay. Well, excellent. Thank you. Great responses. Okay, let's let's jump in into the lead in Davis Academy. Yeah. Now, this this was born out of a uh, an idea that it's, it's really written on the front page of the compendium. This idea that we're going to take extreme ownership of our of the development of our own leaders, and that takes a lot of effort and time and those things. So we appreciate uh, your feedback that you gave us on our survey, and, and we'll send more surveys. But I want to jump into some of your responses. So um, when we talked about uh, some of the activities that stood out the most to you um and i think you know given enough time and it uh, you could probably come up with a lot of great things to talk about but uh, amy one of the things you said that you really liked was the vulnerability activity yeah we all stood there do you remember that oh i remember and and if you've done this if you've i remember there was this one that i stood there and and it felt um a little bit of hubris to step forward when they said if you save someone's life if you've saved someone's life step forward and i paused for a minute and then i stepped forward um, I had I had to be sure that I meant that in in the most authentic way and 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 I and I think as I looked around the room everyone felt that way they felt that the weight of yeah. stepping into that square talk talk to us about it. why why Amy why was that impactful for you um, I think something that I've I've worked on the last several years is being more vulnerable and authentic and and working on that kind of like I mentioned before but what I found especially in leadership and in education and it's true with my personal relationships, the more that I work on myself and the more that I better what is going on inside of me and how I can be um, reflective into my own actions, the better I am as a leader and as um, a, a human and a person. My relationships are better. My interactions with people are more real and authentic. So by 
having that moment where I really had to think and say, you know, even to the smallest thing, one of them was like, if you have a tattoo, step up to the box, right? We're in Davis County (laughs) 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 and there's three of us. And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, like, but being able to say, this is exactly who I am. And if you have a problem with it, that's a reflection on you. I hope we can still communicate and collaborate and work together, even though we have differences. Um, But to just have that moment of vulnerability really stuck with me. And it's something that I'm trying to implement every day as I talk to teachers, um, as I work with kids in, in the struggles that they're going through. If I can share something vulnerable that maybe I can connect with a kid and maybe save a life that a kid that really needed that conversation that day to know and and one thing I often tell the kids is it's going to get better I promise it's going to get better so that really stuck with me in in being vulnerable and how that can impact me as a leader yeah a student can see themselves in 20 years that it's it's going to be okay um I, I do think I will say that I, you know, as an outsider watching that, I could. I, I think the tattoo question took the most courage I, I, for a there, minute. There was an audible gasp, like when <laughs> they asked, oh. Oh, "We're all looking around at each other." Well, and then there was comments like, "Oh, so and so has a tattoo." I had no idea, and I was like, "We're out here." Well, we had. I I hope it's okay if I chime in. But we had a very different experience. So as we're in those different boxes. And question after question was going and I wasn't moving. Like I hadn't saved a life, didn't have a tattoo, didn't, hadn't lost anyone close to me. Like these really deep, profound questions. And Kevin Green was standing next to me and neither one of us moved the entire time. We didn't answer a single question. Not one. So then I sort of had the opposite, like, oh my gosh, what's, what's wrong? Like, am I not living life? Am I, you know, am I just that soft that nothing, you know, I haven't had to face that kind of adversity. So it kind of had an opposite effect, right? After the fact, I felt more guilt and more like, oh my I really got to experience and share and do all these different things. It was a really interesting activity. Yeah, I will. I'll say that when they asked, they asked the question, has somebody saved your life? I took that metaphorically, yeah. you know, and, and that's why I stepped forward. I've never been, although it might surprise you, I've never been unconscious from a heart attack or <laughs> never drowned or whatever. But yeah, I, I, I thought, yeah, there are a few people that have saved my life. So I did kind of, I got into yeah. the box by being a, a little metaphor. No, but I think that's okay too. Cause, cause who are we to say what that, that what that means? If it, I haven't well, pulled anyone out of a river. Didn't you, why didn't you step into the box? <laughs> See, this is the pressure I deal with every day. Like we, and Kevin and I talk about it what whenever we see each other. Like, what's it going to be today? What are we not going to participate in? You know, it's a, yeah. it was really an interesting kind of emotion so did you guys had. go get tattoos next, well i don't want to share i will share next time next time <laughs> okay. i'm asked okay that was one it's of be. john stockton actually passing <laughs> that, the, that, yeah that was, yeah. was going to be one of my questions one of my get to know you questions was going to be uh if you had to get a tattoo what, what would, it would it be, be you know so <laughs> now you know i guess we'll never yeah <laughs> you'd be little john stockton, john stockton. <laughs> be his full face little without a mask yeah <laughs> okay excellent so um one of the things that we talked about was the attribute experts. We, you know, we tried to bring in experts, people from outside of our field. But one of the things that was interesting, and, I, and, and Tim, you mentioned, I was surprised how many people talked about uh, attribute experts as our administrators who they presented their part. And Tim, one of the things you said, you talked about Mike Martini. Yeah. It wasn't just about Mike Martini, but it was about him talking about Brene Brown and the whole ideas of clear is kind unclear is unkind. And I think kind educators are kind by nature. We hate to deliver the bad news. Um, so what does that mean to you? Why was that? Well, I, that's, that's if, if you were to ask me again, what's something you work on? That's one of them. Um, those awkward conversations have those, well, let's not say awkward, those tough conversations, um, whether it's personnel or kids, 
um, have always been a struggle for me lifelong in any situation, not just professionally. And, um, and so when he, Mike, for whatever reason, the phrase, like just the phrasing he used his personal examples, and I know Mike personally, and so it was really nice to hear him say that. It's the old money ball adage, right? Like it's clear as kind, like be direct, be professional. Um, dragging it out makes it worse. And it just triggered and it kind of had me do a little bit more of a dive into Brene Brown too in that book. And I think she was also the one that said about um, that both courage and fear are contagious. Like if you go into this meeting and you're uncomfortable, that's what the meeting's going to be. So go in with a clear agenda and and be open. And, and it really just was one of those huge opening moments. Now the, the conversations are still hard. It doesn't mean that they're not going to be tough. Um, but it, the approach now is so much more manageable. And I, I refer to that daily, uh, multiple times a day. I think about that as I'm going to talk to a teacher about something hard. I take a deep breath and I think of Mike Martini and I just think of that, that comment, like, okay, be clear, be concise. And because that's, that's the most positive approach to this problem. I loved it. I think we've all been around someone that we were asking direction from yeah. that was just so you leave the room and you're like, what am I supposed to do? Yes. What did they yeah. want? And it, it doesn't help. Yeah. It's not kind. Yeah. yeah. When, when people, I get that a lot after we, you know, this is the time of the year where we're starting, we're making placements and people are getting jobs. And one of the things that, um, that always happens after we make placements, I get a flood of phone calls where people are, or have meetings where folks want to know what they can work on. And, and that's a challenge. It's easy when someone who is incredible and is on the cusp and is really close, yeah. it gets harder when, when people have lots of things to work on because they're brand new and they haven't, they haven't been in the, the business very long. Um, and I find myself, I, when, when I, I, I hung up the phone of uh, the phone last year after a conversation, I thought if she knows what I just said, she's smarter <laughs> than I am. I, I talked around everything. Yeah. Um, and so I, yeah, I had to follow up. Yeah. I, I had to have a follow up phone call saying, let me, let me be clear. Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, and I think that's okay to do, right. It's <clears throat> yeah. absolutely okay to say, hey, I wasn't clear and let me. Let me clarify. You, you saved her from a week of anxiety thinking yeah. over that and trying to figure it out. So, it's true. Yeah, it's true. But we do, one of the things that we said with Leadon Davis is pretty early on, look, if it's completely normal, if it's like every other training, we're not doing it. We want to do something different. And, and, and to some degree, trainings are, you know, with adults, it's andragogy, right? It's always going to be set and get from an expert. But we just decided everything we were going to do was going to try to be memorable. Even the notes you take and the, the, the format that it comes in. So if you thumb through this in years, it's not everything we said, but maybe just the one golden line from that one section to make it useful. And some of that was born out of the Disney training and the Deloitte Courageous Principles training, where everything was different. It was, and and people walked away from that saying, "Oh, that was so different." You know, that was the main thing. It was because all conferences feel the same. You know, when you right. go the breakout sessions and all of those things. So we've tried to make each one a little bit different. I want to jump into that. Some of those experiences. So um, one of one of the things that I that I was I was interested in about you two. You both kind of focused in on a, a lot of the concepts, the presenters, the people from interconnection. Um, and I think that day was filled with, because they're the folks in charge of that were not traditional classroom educators. They were right. counselors, right? And so they were thinking about emotion and connection and remembering, you know, the, these moments. And that's what interconnection's about. You know, they, they led by example. And um, so, uh, Tim, one of the things that you said that uh, about, the most important attribute for you um, was interconnection. 
Um, and, it, and you talked about how it's always been part of who you are and, and maybe one of your, your great strengths. Um, I think you, you mentioned we all want to communicate more effectively, um, but, but to really utilize that skill to facilitate change in school. So talk to us about that. Well, I, I got into uh, education a little bit later, right? I was, I was 30 when I got hired to be a counselor. So I, I came from industry and I had a little different perspective on things. And, um, but I, so I felt like I was way behind. I felt like I was catching up to all my colleagues and the, the educators I was working with. But I, and so I remember specifically, I was working at Fairfield Junior High School. It was my second year there. And I was a department head. We'd had some movement. I was drowning. Like I, I just, there was so much I didn't know. And I was letting that sort of envelop me. And um, then I just kind of sat back and had some great advice from my wife and some from some family members. And they just kept saying, stick with what you're good at. Stick with the positives. And the rest kind of worked themselves out. And that is true in any industry. And that's just connecting with people. And that sounds like a sales pitch, but it, it really, I, I mean that like if you can sit across from someone and genuinely care about them and listen to them and understand them and show that to them, then you can solve so many more problems that way. And so I've relied on that a lot through my career now that it's how many years later that even, even now I feel like I know more about what I'm supposed to do, what teachers are supposed to do in the classroom. That doesn't change the baseline of we need to connect with each other. Um, because I'm, I've worked in schools where that doesn't happen. You can have the best educators on the planet, but they're not going to reach kids because they don't connect with kids. And so what are we doing? You know, that's our, that's our, that should be our baseline. And so that whole day for me was just, was just dessert. It was just one thing after another and one great speaker and activity. And I'm a counselor. I have a counseling background. So it was in my language. Like I understood everything. It just was, it was awesome. And so each one of those moments, um, just, just cemented now the fact that that's, that's my baseline. I'm, I'm going to connect with you, whether you like it or not. And then we're going to facilitate change. And then we're going to work on the nitty gritty and the details. And as long as we have that connection, they'll, they'll sort of work themselves out, but kind of a long winded answer to that well, question. But, but, uh, but I think, I think you're right. <laughs> and I think, uh, interconnection, the, the, the rote kind of understanding of how interconnection works is probably most helpful when we feel least connected to someone yeah. or a group, yeah. you know, particularly those, uh, students or parents who are a challenge. Those are the times yeah. when, I, when I go through the checklist and make sure I'm serving them yep. well and making sure I'm in, I'm in check and I'm trying to connect. And so Amy, you talked a, a little bit about, um, Troy Wood as one of, as one of those, uh, experts, attribute experts from, he's the CEO of Lakeview hospital. So one of the things that really stuck with me is he's the CEO running this huge hospital and he sits down every morning with his staff and they have a moment and he took even some of that Brene Brown stuff um, and he, he really kept on talking about the outward mindset. Um, what are we doing for people? How are we caring for each individual patient or person in our hospital? Um, and he, he said, if you do three things, then you'll be successful. He said, if you build relationships, you solve problems and you have fun, you're going to find success there at work. And, and I agree with those things. And it kind of leaned, I was able to lean into my philosophy as, as a leader. I heard a, a podcast right before I started as an administrator. And one of the things that really stuck with me was if, if every day you can show up and you can be calm, strong, and kind, you're going to be successful. So I've taken those three things with me. And I feel like that really blended with how we build relationships and how we connect with people. If I can stay calm and I can 
have those answers, then we're going to be okay. So his his talk about building culture and, and working together, and we don't have to take everything so seriously, um, that really stuck with me with him. Excellent. I love those three points. We can yeah, do those things. Awesome. Read those again, Amy. Um, I mean, pull them from your memory. His three things? <laughs> yeah, his three things. <laughs> build relationships, solve problems, and the most important one, have fun. Build relationships. Sometimes all we do is solve problems, right? Yep. Spend a lot of time doing that. Sometimes we do. Can we have fun while we solve problems? That's the question of the day. So I, I want to kind of, is we're not quite wrapping up, but I want us to start uh, thinking about um, the stuff we've been working on. Um, Amy, you talked about uh, vision and how you feel that, and that's the area you've probably grown the most. Um, and the lesson on the cairn and that idea of the cairn, you know, I mean, this metaphor for pointing the way, but also kind of the, the, the interesting, you know, we watched a video of someone stacking rocks and some, you know, he made a living stacking rocks. It's amazing. Balancing rocks. <laughs> that should like, be our next, that should be our job. Right. <laughs> you're watching that dude and you, Oh, I guess you can make a living. He okay. should. Someone should pay this man for what he's doing. Cause it's incredible. Um, and then, and then Tim, you, you talked about duty to develop. And, and my sense is that both of you, those were the, those were areas that you felt like you wanted to work on the most and, and, and maybe weren't the most natural thing uh, to do. Tim, you said something like, I have made a career managing the status quo. Uh, oh, that, that's wow. A, that's an interesting, that's a powerful statement. Oh, right? thanks. That's something I have a quote at the top of the chapter in the yeah. book. I've made a career out of managing the status quo. Yeah. Um, but, you know, having a, you know, having a vision for more effective schools. So let's talk about uh, what does your work look like improving in those areas we'll start with you amy um so kind of back to what you're saying as far as the karen it talked a lot about the planning and the planning that that took place but you have a vision at the end of what it should look like and i think i've had a good opportunity and i've had great ideas where i have this plan right and it's this karen or this whatever my project or whatever it's going to look like this and it's going to be amazing and then i get into the thick of day after day after day of so and so shove me in the hall or um teacher a needs a talk about a b and c i use letters twice there but um but we get into the thick of of the problem solving and the hard parts of our job. And it's easy to forget about what we're doing to get to that vision that we have of that amazing thing that we've created. Um, and it's hard to check ourselves sometimes and really reflect on what did I do today to get towards my vision. Um, and that's something that I, I will still continue to develop as we continue. Yeah, you're right. And I think a lot of these skills, you, you do get lost because we get, we get caught up in the, the thick of it, the daily work, the, you know, we call it putting out fires. They say being an administrator is like riding a bike, except <laughs> for the bike is on fire and you're on fire and everything's on fire, right? Tim, do yes. you develop? Hey, what, let's, let me read your profound quote. Oh again. my gosh. I have made a career <laughs> managing the status quo. Yeah. So that, oh man, I got asked a while ago from, from someone who was applying for an administrative job and I, I got in relatively quickly, I guess not, there's not like a comparison to be made anywhere because it's, it's what's right for you. But, um, I didn't have to apply very many times and things just kind of worked out well. And I was really excited. And he said, well, what, what did you do differently than somebody else? And I just, I made a joke that I said, I'm, I'm just nice to everybody. Like I just be nice, like be nice to, to the parents, to everybody. And, and I sort of, I joked about, I've made a career being a nice person. 
right? And that stands out to people. And then it, it reminded me of this because I feel like that's just what I've been doing. I go to a school and I'm like, hey, he's so nice. Like, Tim is so nice. Oh, he's such a positive guy. Great. But when it came down to hey, developing. The listeners, this is all true. This is 100% <laughs> No, true. I'm just saying. But that's the deal, right? But yeah. it is. And it's great. And I love that. And I, 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 I would never change that about myself because that's your, your personality. But I've noticed a gaping hole when it comes to actually developing where I spend so much time, like you guys said, the triage, but then just connecting and doing those things, which is great. But what am I doing to facilitate change in my schools? And so I joke with uh, that came from a kind of an inside joke that I just manage whatever I'm given. Like I, I'm, I'm at Clearfield High now, and things are things are good, and we're doing some things. But I just I'm I'm really good at managing what's there, and that's where I need to work the most. And so and I like the, actually the phrase of this category is your it's your duty. This isn't just a suggestion. Hey, get in there and do your best, buddy. No, as educators, our job is to make change, and things are changing around us why wouldn't we change, you know? And so, um, so that's, that was a huge eye opener. And that was actually kind of one of the tougher days for me during, I, I joke about interconnection was like Christmas. It was Disneyland. This was not whatever, what's the opposite of Disneyland. I don't know, but that's where I was that whole day. And it was awesome too, because we did this activity with our besties, right? Where you're supposed to pair up with the two people, you know, the best. And it was a fiasco. Like one bestie got COVID. Then we got moved around because another, um, one of our other colleagues broke her arm coming into the building. So I ended up with two with Libby and Courtney who are elementary educators. I don't know really well. It ended up being a great day and they're amazing. And now they really are two of my best buddies. But, um, that whole day was just stressful for me because I'm thinking, man, I've got to get moving. No more status quo. Like we got it. I've got to find what I'm passionate about and apply now everything I've learned to change. Okay. Excellent. Excellent work. So let's, let's put a lid on this podcast and, <laughs> and, and talk about one last thing in, in one sentence, what are you going to change in education starting tomorrow? Tim, um, incorporating all stakeholders effectively. Excellent. Amy, um, I will continue to do my best to build relationships in the area that I can. Excellent. Be more positive like Tim. Have you heard of the book, Who Moved My Cheese? Yes. Yeah. So there's this great, it's not one of the big writings on the wall, right? There's all these, the writing on the wall throughout the book, but there's this thing that stuck out to me when I read it. You know, I was a teacher and so it was, you know, it was 16, 17 years ago. And it said, what would you be doing differently if you weren't afraid? And asking myself that as a teacher, that's one of the things that got me into administration, honestly, but asking yourself that and, and both of your responses speak to, uh, this idea that I'd kind of like to close with that courage, you know, being an administrator takes courage, being a leader takes courage, especially in today's environment. So any, any parting shots, anything you want to, you know, I'm just honestly, I'm grateful for the opportunity. This lead in Davis has been incredible getting us out of the building. Um, we can tell that you're really investing in us as leaders and I'm just, very grateful to be part of of all of this so thank you what she said yep and and learning from the the industry leaders too that's been mind-boggling the the lessons that we're able to put into education it's been awesome it's been really fun and you're great too dan Oh, thanks. Well, thanks. <laughs> You're <guys>. welcome. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a nice thing yep. to say. Yep. Well, thank you. This is our Put a Lid on It podcast. I'd like to thank my guests, Tim Allen and Amy Brown, for being with us today, both exceptional administrators and have a bright future in our district. Thanks. Thanks.